Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this, this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. And here we are. Episode three of season 20. Episode threesome. Hopefully. Maybe. Our bobsled episode. (laughs) The bobsled of the season. (laughs) I feel like there's a shot that is like called the three wise men because it's Jack, Jimmy, and Jameson or Johnny Walker. Is Jimmy James? It's Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, and Johnny Walker, I think. Oh, God. And Johnny Walker got it. Yeah. Why didn't they want James in there? <laughs> Poor James. He's like, guys, we doing it? And they're like, oh, sorry, we already like created it. Filled our quota. There's only three <laughs> wise men. Read a Bible for crying out loud. You know what I, we should do? I'll post on the Cocktail Critiquer, which is our boozy group. And see if they can come up with some fun cocktails, because this seems like a perfect cocktail theme. Yes. It's a great idea. You can sit down with the playlist, sip on a custom episode cocktail. That's too much. But we can get some fun fanfic drinks. Fan sips. That's perfect. I love it. Anything besides a long eye low. (laughs) The bar is very low. (laughs) We can call them uh, ship sips. (gasps) Cute. I sip it. I'd sip it. Well, what news do we have? Well... I know eventually we want to talk about our laylist because we just received the results from the very first one, even though if you're listening to this, it's a week behind. But <laughs> I would like to say that when we were mapping this out and we realized that the way that the laylist would work is that it would always be three weeks late, we were like, it's fine. We just won't talk about it. But we cannot just not talk about it. No, we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's we can do it. circle back to other things. <laughs> Hey. Hey. This is our podcast. (laughs) We do what we want. Wait a second. Are we in charge? (laughs) This whole thing? Seems like a mistake. And and that's how Game of Thrones season eight happens. (laughs) You know what? We'll circle back. We'll come back to it. We'll get to it eventually. Oh, no. The series ended. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So I'll have to say that the two songs that I voted for were number one and number two in the final rankings. Well, which tells me uh, you betrayed me because I'm number three. <laughs> wow. What I have to say is I'm glad that two of the three top ones won and the third is my best friend, except I didn't vote for her song. I mean, I was really rooting for Ja Rule, Always on Time. I thought that was a really creative submission. It's such a good one. And a great song. The Ja Rule Ashanti concert is one of the best concerts I've ever been to. A few years ago, they were in town and... Last minute, we decided to get tickets and we decided to spring for VIP. So we have photos with Jarul and Ashanti. <laughs> and well, thank God. Me and our friend Mandy and Jarul and Ashanti with our arms around each other. <laughs> just four best pals. The four wise men. The other four wise men. <laughs> Danny, did anything that I was going to ask you if anything you voted made it in the top five? 
Oh, for sure. I don't actually remember exactly what I voted for, although I know I can see. But um, it was so hard to choose. I I just loved how perfectly the playlist complemented the episode. It did. And people now are currently voting, based on how this time travel works, (laughs) are currently voting and submitting songs for episode two. So Mm. we'll see how the laylisters can repeat the success. But I, I feel really confident And I love that we have now multiple ways to celebrate the story and episode. It's great. I think this is a very fun game. It is. I wish we could figure out a way to be timely, to not deal with time travel, but that's the way. That's the way the cookie crumbles. (laughs) Yeah. You guys, should we say what the winner was? Oh, of course. Oh, sure. So it'd be episode one's winner was Bartender by Lady A. Hey, Bartender. It's a nice, clean classic. It's good for us to start this off. Such a good song. Mm -hmm. You have had that stuck in your head. I listened to it on repeat like eight times once I saw who the winner was, and I was like, oh, I gotta get myself pumped up for this recording. I have to say that the line, um, so pour that thing up to the top, I'm coming in hot. I love that part of the song. Like It's just like the best part of the bridge. I'm coming in hot. (laughs) That song is a song that I wish had come out when I was single. I think I really would have embraced it. <laughs> have you ever thought about breaking up with Matt so you can enjoy that song more? Yeah, I thought when, in 2014, I was like, you know, <laughs> this, I would love to go out as a you single know? woman and listen to this song one time. Is that when that song came out? Uh-huh. 2014? Yeah. It's great. I mean, everyone did great. So Danny, have you, I know Allie and I were talking about this right before you popped on. Have you submitted this week, episode two's song? No, I'm going to do that um, very shortly. Okay. I have been studying, I've been I've been weighing options, I've been focus grouping it, I've been workshopping it, I did a small quant survey. I think whatever <laughs> I submit is gonna be the perfect answer. Gonna analyze the data for the next week till Friday, then submit. And then do it, yeah. I'm optimizing all of your emotions. <laughs> perfect. Well, so that is Music League, and if you have not played yet, we have the instructions, I believe, on our Instagram and definitely on our Facebook. We can repost uh, that story that has a link. All day long, every day. Pretty simple, but it's very fun. Yeah. Season 20 is definitely the season of communication. Sexy. There's a lot of instructions. A lot of instructions. Yeah, there is a lot going on. Tell me how you like it. I like it on <laughs> Tuesdays at noon and Fridays at noon. And Make you work for season 20. The quest to 6969 continues. <laughs> That's true. Ellie, speaking of two, can't spell Tulum without two. Oh, can you? good segue. <laughs> you can. <laughs> Yeah, I was just in Tulum. So me and all my high school best friends, we decided to take a little trip to Tulum. Well, I was supposed to go Thursday through Sunday. There was a big snowstorm hitting Chicago on Thursday. So I scrambled and flew out on Wednesday. And there was four of us. There's supposed to be a couple more, but you know, life happens. But yeah, it was just the best experience. My high school friends are, I swear, just some of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And we've known each other for 30 plus years. It's just like family by now. We laugh till my stomach hurt. And whenever I'm with my high school friends, I start to regress back into who I was when I was 19. And you know what? I really like her. (laughs) Eyebrow piercing, nipple piercing. I mean, it's like, give me the nipple back, the tongue ring back. Like, come on. Oh, tongue, not eyebrow. Oh, no, no eyebrow. Come on, Lindsay. (laughs) Don't get crazy. Way less classy than an eyebrow ring. (laughs) No offense to anyone who still has a tongue ring that listens to the pod. I too have been down that road. But uh, yeah, we had so much fun. There was this one restaurant we went to called Macario and it was the last night. uh, We're like, let's have like a really nice dinner down by the beach. And we wanted to get authentic Mexican food. So we get there and it was like carnival. There was 
a parade happening through the bar. They gave us sparklers multiple times. There was jugglers and acrobats and there was roller skating performances. And then we did a conga line through the bar. <laughs> they have a dance floor. I mean, it was, the food was incredible. The drinks were amazing. It was just the best. I haven't had a night like that in so long because of, you know, everyone being locked down still in a lot of ways. So it was awesome. I highly recommend Tulum. It's beautiful. It's very much not authentic Mexico. It's so bougie and built up. But if you're looking for that experience, uh, two thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like um, that's a bar that Peter should work at. Peter in the story. Oh, I mean, he could just roller skate and give out blowjob shots somehow. Oh, God. Did you do like a squat, a rolling squat? <laughs> they did have, it's funny that you say that because when we did the conga line, they had you limbo under obviously a pole. And then when you, after you limboed, they poured a shot in your mouth. But it was a not, it was a really classy bar. It wasn't like a trashy, it's funny because it wasn't like a trashy 20 something bar. It was, it really, sounds elegant. It sounds very elegant. <laughs> my kind of elegance. I was like, oh, time of my life. And I get to have this like exquisite meal. Oh, it's perfect. Sounds freaking ideal. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling refreshed. I got a good tan going on. So I'm ready to record. Never been more ready. Man, we never got to talk about the weekend prior. Danny went to, Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, Danny, tell us. Vegas was unbelievable. My sister and brother-in-law are just the greatest humans on the planet. And their wedding gift to us, and partially was also like planning a wedding is um, terrible as people who've planned weddings know. But also I'm so fortunate to be able to plan a wedding because I have a love of my life and the ability to plan a wedding. So I'm very grateful. Uh, But to help us along in the process and uh, celebrate our love and their wedding gift, they surprised us with a trip to Vegas. Uh, which is so beyond the realm of possibility. They made us think that we were going to uh, Wisconsin, which we love. And they said they were going to do a road trip. And we like showed up and they had shots for us. And then my sister, like Meryl Streep herself, was like, John, I don't think you should be taking so many shots. Because we had two shots. And he was, she was like, are you going to be able to drive? And he was like, yeah, I'll be fine. Tom Hanks himself. And then there was a van cab outside that drove us to the airport. And when we got to the airport, my sister like had it all secret. So we didn't know until we got to the gate. And so we got to do like a couple's trip to Vegas and it was so much fun. We saw uh, RuPaul's live show. So it's not RuPaul, but uh, her like top six, some of her best queens, which was so much fun. My My dad got his tickets to O and like an incredible dinner. And so that's great. Mark and I were like, you know, high at O just like if you've never seen Oh, it's like a water Cirque Bouzet. Yeah, yeah. And it was just such a great weekend. And we're we're so lucky. They are the absolute best. And I love them so much. And I feel like it's one of those stories that when we're, you know, 70, I can be like, your mom took us to Vegas. You know, <laughs> your grandmother was nuts. How did you use your boarding pass and not see what it said? My sister had our boarding passes. And so when she went up to security, she was all intent on it being a secret. So she was like, it's a secret, you know. Oh, you didn't even know until you boarded? Until they got to the gate. Until the gate. When we got to the gate, we found out. Oh my gosh. I thought you knew. Because then they could see it. Wow. So cute. So we were very much like all about like letting the surprise happen and so when they took us to RuPaul, they were like, it's a surprise. Like, did you know this was happening? And obviously uh, we did because we follow along. And we were doing our impressions of what, if it wasn't RuPaul was a surprise, what would we do? So we were like, yeah. Shania Twain, thank you. <laughs> and we were like, <gasps> David Copperfield, we love magic. You know. So when it was RuPaul, we were like, oh my God, thank God. 
And we'd even considered <laughs> going to Vegas for our like post-wedding honeymoon because we thought it'd be fun. And all the things that we would have gotten to do, we did with them. So it kind of freed us up to think about a new option. So that's what we're doing. And it was just wonderful. And, you know, to have my dad watch the kids and John's parents watch the kids Aww. so that they could go and... It was it was just a blast. That's so thoughtful. That's so exciting. What a cool trip. I just imagine you. I wish I could have been in the plane when you were running through all of these alternative scenarios to RuPaul. Like, oh, a fountain show at the oh. Bellagio. Oh, cool. <laughs> Chippendales. We were like, whatever it is, we're going to be appreciative. Chippendales yeah. would have been an easier excitement. So. Yeah, that good. that's true. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. Very exciting. Well, all of these party club scenes, I feel, are the perfect segue to the blowdown, which, man, the blowdown takes on new meaning now that there was a blowjob shot in last week's episode. Yeah. Is this our first, I guess it's not our first blowdown, but it's it's like an official blowdown. Like because of a blowjob. Yeah, there was a blowjob in the blowdown. A blowjob blowdown. Yes, yes, yes. I like that. Who wants to say what happened? She's on this terrible date, fakes needing napkins to get out of it. At the bar, Peter saves the day, as he normally does, by Mm. swinging in with a blowjob shot. (laughs) (laughs) Your friendly neighborhood bartender swinging in with a blowjob shot. Perfect. And she returns the favor with her uh, long shorts. What do you call those? Like her workout shorts underneath her skirt. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They're swapping BJs. So give him a blowjob shot. (laughs) She hiked her skirt right up and played along and he took one. And then how did it end? Was she like, I'll be right back again? Oh, she was going back over to break it to Brad that she was leaving. Or she did tell him. Yeah, she said that, uh, no, I don't think yet. I think she was going to the bathroom first. She had a pee. She had a pee. And he's like. She really had a pee this time. She already like used that excuse a couple times. Right. And Brad was like, oh, you missed it. There was a couple (laughs) taking blowjob shots. Yes. Not. Realizing it was them, yeah. Yeah, she ran into the bathroom, grabbed her phone, and was going to text the poetry club to see yeah. what she should do. So that's where we are. <gasps> okay. This is exciting. Okay. Let's hoe down. Let's get <laughs> into it. Let's go. Beep, 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 beep. MJ, I think the date's ending soon. Gwen, no, it didn't work out. MJ, no, I think I'm going to go home with the bartender. Fell, what? In all caps. Gwen, what? In all caps. Sinned, to quote Danny, eyes, 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 eyes. <laughs> Eyeball emojis. It's like very Pac-Man-esque when you're like, MJ smiled at her screen. Finally, after finishing up in the bathroom, she made her way back, stopping by Peter's station to solidify the plans for the night, to invite him over and to see all his talk be put into action. She brushed the hair out of her face, and she cleared her throat to grab his attention. He looked up, and his face was beaming. Welcome back. What do you have planned after I ditch this guy, she asked, cutting to the chase. He flashed his wrist and checked his watch. I have a 30-minute break before the last call in about 20 minutes. She thought about saying yes and what that entailed. Peter continued with, You know, this bar has a rare collection of alcohol that I happen to have access to. You know, since I'm a supervisor and all. (laughs) Flex. It's like um, we have Papa vodka and we have Goldschlager. Like, what are all the what are all the things you drink yeah. when you're? You know, the kind of bar that has a rare collection. Boone's Farm, yeah. as far as the eye can see. Quick question on the logistics: I have a thirty minute break before the last call in twenty minutes. So, is his thirty minute break 
while everyone's closing down. Is Peter like, oh, sorry, I'm on my break. <laughs> Close down, bitches. Right. He has a 30-minute break now. And then when he gets back, he's going to be like, last call. And then just closes everyone's tabs. He's like, I got to go make out with MJ. This is- <laughs> sorry. I'm on my blow break. <laughs> I got to blow and go. Clean up for me, will you? That's not how you climb the blow ladder. You don't get to be the CE blow if you're just taking breaks. Uh, she lifted her eyebrow. Yeah? Is that how you get away with things? Mm-hmm, he said, rolling his eyes teasingly, placing his hands on his hips. You can see all your favorite brands of whiskey in just 20 minutes. I'll see you in 10 minutes, she said. Peter's eyes widened. Okay, 10 minutes. There was a pause between them, as if both of them had simultaneously forgotten the basics of breathing for a beat. Then she scooted away, finally preparing herself to say her official goodbye to Brad to lay out all of her downfalls on the table, just in case he asked, which, as far as the date was going, seemed like something Brad would definitely do. See, I think Brad would not even catch on that this was a bad date. Yeah. I think he'd expect a date number two in the works. I also feel like Brad's not someone who needs the truth. No. Just be like, I have to go get my grandma. <laughs> my friend's car broke down. Sorry, my refrigerator's running. <laughs> I got out of a blind date one time in high school. It just was like the worst match ever. And it was like a group date. And I feel so bad now. I think about it sometimes because I don't like to lie about situations like that. But I was like, oh, my friend's car broke down and I have to go pick her up. And I bailed on the date. Oh. Why'd you do that? Because he was it was bad. He was just like, oh. Oh, you were already on the date. I was on the date. Yeah, it was a group date. So it wasn't like I was leaving him individually high and dry. But yeah, we there was just no chemistry or even we were just not, there was no mutual interests or yeah, it yeah. was just a weird setup. Just talking about siblings. Have you ever escaped a date, Linz? Like while I was on it? No, that's why I hated dating is because I am too <laughs> people pleasy that once I was on it, I could not, I would be like forever. I guess I had seven drinks and I've been here <laughs> for four hours. I think we're engaged. <laughs> I'd just be like, <laughs> you'd be on the date forever. <laughs> I would always, always. <sighs> I remember I was on this other blind date. This was in college. And this guy was such a douchebag. I had met him uh, the weekend before on Halloween. It should have tipped me off just the way he was dressed on Halloween, but he was really attractive. So I went on a date with him and then he ended up being like really misogynistic. He was just like making weird racial comments. And so I, I was so uncomfortable on the date. I ended up like having a bunch of cocktails and I ended up calling my ex-boyfriend to come up to the bar and hang out with me and I just bailed mid-date. That's great. I was like, this guy sucks. I don't even want to give him an explanation. Yeah. So yeah. That's tough. Total turd. So you'd be able to handle this. Danny, would you, Danny, you would never be able to leave someone. You would never. No. You would be no. for sure there. Me and you, Lindsay, me and you, Lindsay, are going to go on a date together <laughs> until we have 19 children. Until we're the Duggars, you and I will never, ever break up. How did you guys meet? Well, it's less that we were drawn to each other, more that we could not leave we each other. could not find the escape route. We shared a microphone one time, and now we're growing old together. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, guys, off topic, sort of, but I was reminded that these two sets of identical twins married each other and had a child. Oh, I saw that. Someone sent that to me, which means their children are technically cousins, but also genetically brothers. brothers. And they're identical and they all live together and they dress the same every day. Oh, that's so weird. I hate it. Yeah. I think it's odd to have two families that look exactly alike living in a house together. I mean, I know that my uncle's best friends are identical twins and they were both his 
best men in his wedding. And he always said that after a while, they don't even look alike to him. So maybe that's how they navigate the situation. But, or, ooh, I don't know. That's crazy to me. Auga. Auga. <laughs> well, let's see what MJ comes up with. Sounds like she's going to tell him the truth. Boo. Although she was walking to confront someone of how bad their date was going, she had a victorious pep in her step, a boost in her confidence, a readiness in her body that was building up to have the courage to put herself in a room with Peter and let the rest come easy. <laughs> to her surprise, the moment she reached the same place she'd shamelessly dipped from multiple times, Brad was standing up and tucking his chair in. You're leaving, she asked, a shocked tone in her voice, who was already placing his denim jacket back on. Never had she thought this would be the result of her date tonight. He finished putting his arms through the jacket, then his hands in his pockets. He sighed. I'm sorry, Michelle, but to be honest, this date is boring. Because uh, uh, <laughs> he's been alone for most of it. It's true. It's just him and his long ILO the whole time. I mean, you'd think that's his favorite person. <laughs> a long ILO and a long face. <laughs> Why, Why the, the long, long ILO face? There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, two dads. I'm dumb. She almost scoffed. Her? Boring? After all the conversations that were held on her back tonight? Oh, really? You think so? Yeah. He shook his head, swaying with sorrow. Yeah, I'm just not sure if we're as compatible as I thought we would be. First of all, she had told him that she wasn't looking for anything serious. Whatever, MJ. Just just let him leave. You know what? I understand completely, she said. It's been fun, Brad. Or not, I guess. Whatever. It would really chat my ass to not be able to be the one to bail on this date first. And you were like, I've been trying to figure out how to leave. And he's just like, you stink. (laughs) You're so boring. I mean, all she's doing is going to get napkins at a bar. So (laughs) maybe she is. Then she just nodded and left just like that. As easy as pressing a button. So easy that she even had a few minutes to spare. Applying a fresh coat of lip gloss before meeting Peter by the hallway per his instructions. Because according to him, he had something special to show her. Well. I can guess. My wiener. (laughs) (laughs) She got a glimpse when he was rock hard having his blowjob shot. When she got there, Peter was already leaning against the wall. MJ saw through the way he was trying hard to look casual. Keys swaying in his hands. He turned around and directly behind him was the supply closet. (gasps) This is like... Dwight and Jim. Oh my God, I love it. Is there a party sub in there? There is a party sub in there. I will flip my desk over. (laughs) Uh, Spider-Man and MJ, a Marvel Dwight and Jim. (laughs) Yes, everyone says that. One for one. As he tried to unlock the door, his hands shook with nerves or excitement. MJ couldn't tell. Finally, Peter opened the door, allowing her to go in first. He looked at their surroundings, most likely making sure no one was watching so that they didn't get caught. The thrill of it all made MJ's neeks (laughs) Neeks. <laughs> or sneaky neekies. Uh, my <laughs> or neekers. My eyeball, my eyeballs skip to weaker. Three words ahead and combine <laughs> neek and weaker. Oh, sorry. The thrill of it all made MJ's knees feel weaker, mixed with the damp feeling in her panties from the blowjob shot. This moment was unreal. MJ walked in first to see that Peter, in fact, didn't lie. There were shelves with various handles of whiskey organized in alphabetical order. She got so lost in reading the labels or looking at the other hundreds of liquor bottles in the room that she didn't realize the door closed softly behind them. MJ's concentration was only pulled away the second she heard Peter ask, May I? MJ (laughs) nodded. I just pictured him like in like a tux with like a nice fancy waiter. May I? (laughs) MJ nodded, waiting and craving for his touch. He first laid his hands on top of her shoulders, pressing his body against her back gently. 
But to her honest surprise, Peter reached over to her to grab a particularly fancy-looking bottle. Crown Royale? <laughs> Hypnotic? My grandmother is currently on a big Crown Royale drinking kick, and like that's what she gets at Christmas. It's just like, like one bottle of Crown to last her all year. What does she do with the velvet bag? Does she drink it with soda? I think she just drinks it, you guys. I think she's just straight crushing Crown. <laughs> Grandma's crushing Crown? At 92. Just watching the Crown, crushing Crown. <laughs> Just a queen in her crown. Getting her hair done on Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Allie is really interested in the velvet bag. If you can get a few for her. <laughs> her purse. Uh, can you save that for me? <laughs> what does she do with all those bags? It's a beautiful accessory. Allie's going to sew it into a pair of Jenko jeans. <laughs> I would. A bikini top? Give me enough crown royal bags. <laughs> uh, do you want some? His voice had dropped an octave. Do you want some? <laughs> A gravel to it that made her stomach flip pleasantly. Do you always break out the fancy whiskey, she asked, narrowing her eyes playfully. He grinned, only for girls who do blowjob shots off of me. Aren't you going to get, I don't know, fired? She snorted. <sighs> nah, said Peter, we'll be good. My coworkers wouldn't tell a soul. Plus, they're too busy working to notice anything off. <laughs> they're too busy doing their job. They're too busy doing my job for me to notice. <laughs> Fine, she said. I'd like a shot. He twisted off the wooden cap of the whiskey, opening the bottle quickly. First, he allowed himself a waterfall shot, making oh. sure his lips didn't touch the bottle. Then, MJ bent her knees down, making sure she was low enough for Peter to pour the same amount of liquor in her mouth. When she finished downing the whiskey, they locked eyes. Peter tucked the bottle back into the shelf, but he left his arm hovering over her shoulder. MJ threw her arms around his neck. This is what you do when you're in high school. And you're trying to like go through your parents' liquor stash before you go out. <laughs> Take one shot and put it back. Peter filled the rest with water. My <laughs> parents were none the wiser. MJ threw her arms around his neck. Peter's arms wrapped around her waist, hands moving down slowly from the small of her back down to her ass. With a gentle squeeze and pull, their bodies were pressed close against each other, lips grazing one another's ever so slightly. She could almost taste the whiskey on his tongue. She was too impatient to wait, locking their lips together desperately, chasing the feeling of his hot mouth against hers. Ooh, chasing. Nice word choice, mm. author. He dragged her away from the shelf and explained, don't want to knock him down. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> she breathed against his lips before he pressed back against her, slipping his tongue inside her mouth. One of his hands fell to her thigh, hoisting her leg up higher against his waist, subtly grinding himself against her, but the friction wasn't enough. She threw her other leg up, somehow becoming more turned on, feeling herself getting even wetter when she instinctively caught it. MJ had been scanning his muscles the entire night, but she hadn't thought at all how strong he would be, hoisting her up so naturally in the air like it was nothing as he continued to buck up against her center. Just dirty dancing her with the lift <laughs> in and around this very small liquor room. I bet he is a Chippendale. This sounds like some of their moves. Yeah. I also imagine since he's a cowboy, bucking up against her just comes so natural. That's true. He's like... Pretend I'm a saddle. You get it, cowpoke. <laughs> <laughs> she was damp, nearly dripping against her inner thighs, pressing down and meeting his thrusts. Too impatient to be teased continuously, MJ's breath hitched as she begged, Ah, please just touch me. I am touching you, he breathed hot against her neck before pressing wet patches of kisses along her skin. More, she said, we only have 30 minutes. Until I got off break, he said, pulling away as he faced her. We can always catch each other after, too. She grinned. Really? Of course, he smiled stupidly. You're really cool, MJ. <laughs> Maybe he just wants to be friends. <laughs> You're like my best friend that I ever met. I'm having a great time, and I want to keep having a great time in my bed. <laughs> he bucked upward, and she whimpered. You're killing me, Pete. <gasps> oh. 
Oh, Pete. Wow. Do you think I'm boring, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most boring, one being the least boring, where would you rate me? How many siblings do you have? Do you have any brothers? The non-fraternity kind? I'm going to go grab some napkins for this <laughs> puddle I'm leaving in here. Yeah. <sighs> Gently, Peter brought her legs down, switching their places before turning her around to face away from him. Oh, I thought he meant that now she was holding him. <laughs> I love that. Hoi! He took both her hands, intertwining his fingers with hers to lead her hands against the door. Just be here. She heard the loud noise from the bar, but all she could feel was Peter slowly tracing his hand from the bottom of her inner thigh all the way near her center, her dress lifting up swiftly. Afterward, he quickly pulled the spandex off. Someone's impatient, she teased. I am, he admitted. I need you so fucking bad, M. Oh, we, Pete and M. They wow. just know each other for an hour. Nickname City. MJ felt his finger tap against the fabric of her wet panties, dragging up and down agonizingly slow until the finger slipped in the fabric and into her slickness. Plus, you're the one who wanted me to touch you so bad, he said. If she could have thought of anything besides the feeling of his finger curling inside of her, she would have had some snappy comeback, she was sure of it. Peter pressed his body closer against her side, one finger working her center, and his other free hand moving to toy her clit through the cotton. Do you think he he's inside her like this? Definitely. Doing the, sp- <laughs> Doing the spider man. I'm trying to figure out how to do this on camera. <laughs> he's giving her the old spider fingers. <laughs> the old two up. Yeah. I have thought about like the Star Trek, you know, like all the different like hand motions. And so the Spider-Man would be a real good one. It's a good way to start. Like you go from the Spider-Man to the Star Trek. Or the inverse. It's like the inverse Spider-Man is what we want to. Oh yeah. You'd have to, or I guess if you went in each hole. This isn't right, but it's, it's the up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you know what we're doing. I need a chart as always. (laughs) Spider, I hardly know her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Um, I'm going to have you so webbed. MJ was grateful for Peter's instructions to press her hands against the wall. It was the only support she could get when her legs were trembling with a pleasure that she hadn't felt in a long time. As Peter placed another finger inside her, sliding in and out so effortlessly, hitting her favorite spot each time as he did. MJ let out a whimper as he pulled out his fingers, rearranging their positions as he swung her around to face him. He said, I want to see your face. Her back almost fell against the door, her heart melting at that fact. The edges of her dress were still hiked above her legs, but Peter didn't miss a beat as his fingers found the top of her panties, dragging them down her legs slowly. They landed on the floor right before Peter sank to his knees, getting a better angle before he pushed his fingers inside her. MJ gladly accepted with her legs wide open. She had a grip on the doorknob, but without Peter's support, she would have melted into a puddle of goo with the way he was pushing in and out. With so much want that she could fall apart at any second. As her orgasm started to climb, heat was building in the pit of her stomach and legs weakening like jello. Peter drove his fingers inside her faster, curling in a way that had her jaw going slack. As her orgasm started to climb, (laughs) Peter started climbing a wall. (laughs) She realized she was upside down. (laughs) She slowly turned into the green goblin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hovercrafting around. (laughs) Peter Parker. What's the actor's name? William Defoe. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just suddenly gasped with the with the rusty voice of, of William. <laughs> Peter. Peter Parker. <laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> 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 
You really pulled out the <laughs> William Defoe impression. That was pretty good. Can you do it? You do it one more time. Peter Parker. <laughs> okay, good guy. <laughs> she looked down at him, his menacing eyes locking with hers, as snickering as she whimpered uncontrollably at his touch. He was so close to dipping his face between her legs again, breath fanning over her wet heat, lips lightly grazing her clit, and then a crash of glass, shattering from outside, interrupted him. Peter lifted his head up, but her dress fell on top of him, his nose meeting her belly. The same frustration she felt radiated from him as he let out a groan, pulling the fabric from over his head and letting it drop in place. I should go check out what's going on, he said, warning her. She sighed, still doing her best to die down from the momentum, appreciative that Peter took his time with foreplay, but selfishly wanting more of him to herself. But let's let's meet after closing. It's last call, so should be another 30 and we can get out of here. We can go back to mine, she said, pulling up her underwear and spandex back in place. Peter's eyes looked devilishly sinful as he suggested, we can also try the roof. <gasps> this man is not as scared of heights. I know a shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> Attaches his web to a light pole and swings up. Zoop. Her legs almost trembled from how she could sense the desperation in Peter, almost relieved that he was just as horny as she was tonight. Don't be late, she warned him jokingly. He laughed, but her eyes narrowed. He said, I won't. They both shook on the decision before slowly sneaking out of the supply closet. They shook hands. (laughs) And that's how you close a deal. And the handshake was just like. Oh, slippery. Zoop. Just as Peter had reassured her, no one noticed either of them. All the bar goers were too distracted by whoever or whatever shattered all of the glasses. She eyed him as he rushed back to his station, looking back once to smile sheepishly again at her. Her heart melted. She took a deep breath and sighed, pulling out her phone to update the girls once again. Before she could send them an update, she chuckled at the ridiculous response awaiting her. <laughs> Poetry Club. Gwen. Eggplant emoji. Sinned. Three eggplant emojis. Fell. Five eggplant emojis. (laughs) Just from those little eggplant emojis, MJ could tell that her next meeting with Peter, whatever may come after the last call, would be one hell of a night. End of episode. (gasps) Eggplant, 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 eggplant. I I, I thought they'd do some taco squirts. I mean, the Hoacher Club needs to get more creative. Of their uh, emoji game. (laughs) When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your eggplant up or down? Guys? Eggplant up. Is there another option? It has to be. Yeah. I have five eggplants up across the board. (laughs) Five wet eggplants and three (laughs) wet tacos all up. Me too. That was great. I mean, I love that there's all this like tension of they were hooking up, got interrupted, and they're going to meet on the roof. Eggplant, 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 eggplant. I'm just letting you know that next week, when we have to vote on episode four's Music League, I'm doing The Roof is on Fire. I just have to. Yes. Great. So if you're listening to this and that's the one that you were thinking of doing, don't do it. Because Allie called dibs. Better be quick on the draw because I'm sliding in there. (laughs) I'm doing it before I post. One week early. D? Hell yeah. So up. Allie's impression of William Defoe to killed me. (laughs) Um, And... (laughs) Which, it's, which now we have to call it the Defoetry Club. <laughs> <laughs> the Defoe down. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Um, I I also love when, especially in an AU, the author can um, take the characteristics of the characters. So the fact that he's like, let's go to the roof. And I can only assume he was finger banging her with his Spider-Man, you know, shape. Yep. And like, I just love those details that they bring in because it's obviously not the same universe. So um, Spider-Man, Homecoming, and Spidey's MJ's, this story is like MJ's underpants on fire and <laughs> also like so perfectly paced. You know, sometimes we get a slow burn. Sometimes it's only sex. And I feel like episode three to get a, you know, just a little closet finger banging is perfect. Yeah, it's great. I mean, yeah, with all that whiskey and he was down on his knees. This is great. I'm excited for the roof. Um, well, hopefully you got inspired to add to the playlist do it quickly before Allie submits all of the best songs. <laughs> and um, we'll see you next week. Yeah. I'm going to create some burner Music League accounts. <laughs> Pay for Spotify 19 times. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, <laughs> check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals. 